everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We have a fun bonus episode of the podcast for you today. We are talking about the Babysitter's Club series that is just been debuted on Netflix. Uh, and I know a lot of people were really excited for this series, as were we. I was on our guest Austin's channel to talk about uh, the just a non-spoiler uh, review of the show. So now we're going to dive in a little more nitty gritty. And Austin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Rachel, I feel like I'm giddy every time I'm on this podcast. <laughs> but again, <laughs> we, we have a show that I'm just so excited to talk about. So yes. if you guys don't know me, um, I have a YouTube channel, Austin Burke, uh, a podcast called Film Strippers. Don't ask how we got that name. And uh, we, we like to talk about movies and streaming, and my focus is Netflix. So when you approached me again to, to talk about The Babysitter's Club, at first I was hesitant, but I watched the show. And you know what? I can't wait to talk about this. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah, I was nervous about the show because I hated Anne with an E so much. <laughs> which was on netflix and so I, I was like oh i don't know if i trust it with my beloved childhood childhood novels uh but i i thought the the trailers looked charming and so i watched it we had just covered sweet magnolias uh which was so good we loved that show yes and uh and so we were they were on a good hit streak netflix uh, and so watched the babysitter's club and I just loved it. I loved pretty much everything about it. I, and it had very minor little critiques here or there, but, uh, I, I, it, it was so well done. I, I, on every level, I thought the casting was really strong. I thought the writing was really strong i thought they managed to adapt the books and include all kinds of things from the books uh without it without it like leaning on the nostalgia uh it didn't feel like something that's like here's the 90s or here's the which they could have easily done uh and i it just and it wasn't overly kind of a lot of this stuff made for for younger teens is very slapsticky yeah. and kind of uh, a bit broad, I would say, on particularly on the Disney Channel, uh, which has its place. It's fine, but this is just something on another level than that kind of thing. Well, it's refreshing. I, I use that word a lot when we talked about it before, but it's a refreshing show that can hit every single age group. And even now, after it being out for, what, a week, a week and a half now, mm -hmm. I, I see some that are just scared to watch it because, oh, it's a show for kids. It's a show for girls. And that's not yeah. the case, right? That, no. that This is a show that hits on everything. And while it does have those elements that I think kids are going to love, I, I said this before, this is a show I would have loved to have growing up over some of these other Disney, you know, with the studio audiences and the, a little bit cheesy. I would have loved to have had this, but adults can watch this and see those relationships. And especially if you have a child and get so much out of this. So yeah, I think it's a refreshing show all the way around. And I haven't had the chance to read the books, but for fans who know the books, and I don't know how accurate it is, but I guarantee you have much more of a thrill and this is probably one of their favorite shows on Netflix and I don't blame them at all. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really think if you like a show like, say, The Wonder Years, I think mm, that, that yeah. this is a similar kind of show of talking about the the highs and lows of being an adolescent and uh, trying to get along with your parents, trying to figure out what you want in life. Uh, all of that's all in there. And <clears throat> I, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Uh, well, we're going to dive in and talk about each of the chapters. And uh, so again, if you, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't watch, don't listen to this podcast and uh, go watch it and then come back <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and then listen. Uh, so spoiler warning, uh, but it starts out with Christie's great ideas, the first episode, and they, they set it up so that for most of these episodes, uh, an individual girl is your lead narrator. Your uh, that you see her writing at the beginning. Uh, you, you see this is her her book, and so Christie's great idea is our introduction to Christie as a character, and to the idea of the Babysitters Club. And what did you think of Christie as a, as a character as our sort of lead narrator? So Christy is the character that I relate to the most. Mm-hmm. I I had this um, this thing as a kid. I'd have to be kind of in control of everything. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be a movie director. And because of that, anytime we would make videos or doing this and that, I would just want to be in charge. And we see that as she progresses through this show, especially in those final two episodes, she has to be the boss. But here's the thing. She's really good at it. She's good at what she does, and she's not overwhelming uh, from a leader's standpoint. She's a good friend. She's a charming girl. This actress did a wonderful job, and I loved Christy as a character. She may not be my favorite character out of the group, but she mm-hmm. is definitely the one I relate to the most. Yeah, agreed. I I, I think uh, a lot of these coming-of-age stories can be a little much for me as far as the uh, the surly nature the sullen disposition of Mm. the teenager. I get that that's real, but sometimes it can just be a little much for me. Uh, And she definitely has some moments where you're like, wow, you're pushing it, girl. You are a lot. (laughs) But, but, but I, I think that honestly, if I was in a situation when I was her age and my mom was getting remarried, I think I probably would have behaved pretty similar to her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I really would have because that would be very difficult. I've never been great with change, and I can't even imagine going through that. <laughs> That'd be really hard. Well, you don't blame her with some yeah. of the stuff that goes down later on in the show. It's like, yeah, she's upset, and it may be a bit overwhelming to to parents. I, I can understand how, but you get it because she went through a very difficult thing. And again, it comes back to the fact that this show is adult. I mean. You're dealing with, you know, parents splitting up and and only have one parent. And it's just, my goodness, just the the level of adult that this show hits is awesome. And a lot of it comes from her character. Yeah. And later on, we see that that she, it's not only that her mom is remarrying, but she definitely is dealing with abandonment issues with her father. Yes. And uh, when she real, when she has that moment later on where uh, she's, you know, upset that Dawn is calling her dad and uh, she's upset that Marianne's dad is so fastidious. And, and it's, it's just, you know, my dad, I hear from him once every two years and, <laughs> and you, you just feel for her definitely in that moment for sure. 
Uh, it's uh, yeah. My goodness, yeah. You feel for. I mean, all the girls. They they each have a case to where you're. Um, you're really you're getting emotional yourself just watching it. And uh, later on, I'm sure we'll get to it. That we have the babysitters agency, and and normally, you know, I would think that I would trust the older kids to be babysitters. Say if I had a kid, but you see how mature these girls are and how they handle situations like this. I trust these girls. I would trust these girls with my kids. And it's you're rooting for them to be able to show that. And I love that. And that really, this first episode, um, you're off to, you know, a bit of a slow start at times, but you're really establishing who these girls are and uh, really good character development through this first, yeah. first episode. They they really do. And I like the fact that also when she starts the club, her and Claudia are kind of in a weird spot. Yeah. Like they had been really close, but they had kind of lost touch and you get a feeling that that's partly Christie's fault that, that, that Claudia had kind of turned more towards Stacy because Christie is a lot and she's pretty controlling. And especially for someone spirited like Claudia, that just all added to the sense of authenticity. There wasn't anything sort of cutesy about it, you know, that like, you could easily have with this kind of club and this kind of uh, situation. It, it, there's a nuance there to this relationship that you don't always see in things that uh, are designed for this age group. And so I really, I liked that a lot. And it's just a, you can tell when a series has a real effect, affection for its characters and one of the things i love about say richard linklater movies is i think you can always tell even his less successful movies that he has an affection for his characters that he really loves spending time with these characters and uh there's lots of examples of of writers like that but there's just something that feels like this is written from an authentic place that this person really loves this character. And I think that goes a long way to, to making things work. And, uh, and so, all right, well, let's talk about Claudia and the phantom caller. So this was really interesting. Claudia is failing her math. And so she, she wants to go to this dance. There's this boy she has a crush on in her art class. And uh, so then she gives her parents stacy's test so that she can go to the dance which has a high grade and uh she ends up confessing and uh and then you also have in this uh marianne uh gets her the old phone <laughs> the flip oh, phone yes. because she was late and her dad is upset and uh, what do you think of this episode i loved loved the Marianne aspect because I myself had one of these phones as a kid and it was the worst and I felt every ounce of her pain uh and then really kind of getting into Claudia as a character and I mentioned before it is between Christy and Claudia for me and you made a great case when we talked before about how you know Claudia's character she goes through so much so much in this show uh and she grows uh, immensely as a character and she's just so likable this young actress is is i mean i'm going to say this about all of them they're all really good right but this young actress has something about her i think she could be one of those netflix stars eventually uh budding into an act like a big time star a big name so it was it was a great um 
not introduction, but it was great kind of getting into her character. And uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. It's not my favorite episode yeah. of the bunch, but relating to so many aspects, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it too. I thought that it felt felt authentic again to the way that parents really would react to this situation. Like she wasn't off the hook, but they it wasn't would have been so easy to make that kind of over the top. And uh, I, I liked in general the way that the uh, show handled school mm. and that the girls had a certain independence to their learning, which I like to see uh, in, uh, in, you know, especially Claudia pursuing her creative desires. And that was very respected by the, by the scripts and her story. And yeah, I really agree on this actor, um, Mamona Tamada. She was excellent uh, just really bright and charismatic and likable, a really great casting there. And I, I think that, uh, that one nice thing about the babysitters club from its inception is that it's effortlessly diverse. It's not a thing. It's not a, it's just, these girls and there you go and that's it and that's so nice it's just great it's great for the viewers it's for the young viewers it's just great for everybody to see all different kinds of voices and complexions and people and that's what what is is great and it, that's been the case since the very beginning with babysitters club it's always been effortlessly diverse which is great so i like that yeah it's nice to have that uh, displayed so well on screen. Uh, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. of course, different ethnicities, and uh, just different kinds of young girls, you know, kind of approaching life in a different way, um, regardless of race or perspective. That They all just have a different mentality, but they come together, and it seems so effortless. One thing I have to praise about this show is the chemistry between mm-hmm. them all. I mean, you it, yeah. it's rare to kind of nail this many young uh, really talented actors. And they nail that because it just seems like they're all best friends. That's how I feel when I watch Stranger Things. It's like, yeah, they're definitely yeah. best friends in real life. Okay, yeah. there's no way you can make this up. Uh, it's right. great. And um, beyond their years is what I'll say about this cast for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the truth about Stacy. And this is where we learn about Stacy and her type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And that she was basically bullied by kids at her school in New York. And that's why they ended up moving. And uh, yeah, this was, I think, it seems like by most people, this is the highlight of the show. This this episode is so well done. Uh, I And it'd be easy to, to make Stacy kind of a, uh, a, almost like a Gossip Girl kind of type of character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But but she's not like you really are are rooting for her and you feel for her. And I thought the the whole like parents meeting where she shows everybody her uh, device or monitor or whatever you want to call that. Uh, it, it was really moving and really worked quite well. And, you know, you, that her her parents expressing how proud they are of her. And you could feel all that much meant to her. It was great. Yeah, this Another story point we'll talk about, but this and that, those are the two elements that got me the most emotional, Um, seeing this young girl go through what she has to go through and being afraid to reveal something that, you know, for us, we're like this, you know, why is this a secret? It shouldn't be a secret. It's not that big of a deal. But to her, kind of embracing the fact that she is a completely different person now, uh, and then obviously the video that makes its rounds and, oh gosh, what a horrible 
What a horrible thing for people to do. Yeah, babysitter's agency is the worst. Are you kidding me? Like, what? Awful. That is, that is, I will admit though, that is the best way to make us not stand (laughs) that group of people. So uh, from one perspective, it was really well done. From another perspective, get out of here with that crap. Like, that was the worst. But uh, you feel for Stacy so much. And when she finally embraces that a bit later on, oh my gosh, just a, a character art. Oh. Just a wonderful moment in the show for sure. It was so good. I'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Care Of. And they make getting vitamins and supplements easy and hassle-free. They can come right to your door so you don't have to go out shopping or take any kind of risk to go get your vitamins. They come right to you. And what's really nice is that you can take their online quiz and you answer some questions about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle. And they recommend the vitamins that will be the most helpful for you. And so, for instance, I took the quiz and it only like it only takes a few minutes and they we were able to narrow down some things that will help me hopefully with my sleep because that's one of my biggest health problems is that I have a hard time uh, with my sleep uh, issues and uh, so it's really great they come to you right to your door and you get these little packets that you uh, you can take every day and so if you are want to put some in your purse or you're traveling or something like that, uh, they're very, very, very easy for you to take. And, uh, and it's just really positive, very personal. There's a great attention to detail. They have great quality that you can see and taste. They focus on quality science and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. They are, their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I've been really impressed with what I've been sent. It's something that will help you to be your best and to be be healthy. So I recommend taking the quiz, getting the vitamins that you need, and uh, and checking out Care Of. Uh, for 25% off each of your first three months of Care Of, go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25, enter code hallmarkies25. That's 25% off each of your first three months of Care Of, Go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25 and your code hallmarkies25. Uh, so then we have Marianne saves the day and this Marianne meets Dawn in this episode. And uh, then she is, she is assigned to take care of a child named Bailey. And it, when she arrives, uh, Bailey has a fever. And so she has to figure out what to do. She calls the hospital and uh and so she uh um and we find out that mary ann's dad and don's mom had a were high school sweethearts so that is this episode uh i i mean i liked i liked mary ann i i liked her you know gaining confidence throughout the show I I think the 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 Marianne's dad was a little much for me. That if I was going to nitpick the show, uh, I think that he was a little too much of a character for how authentic the rest of the show felt. Yeah, he was a uh, a tad bit cartoonish. Yeah, um, I hate to say it, but that goes you know along with what that actor does. He he acts that way in a lot of his work, which is fine. 
which is fine. I, I didn't uh, not like the character. It's just I, I'm kind of with you. If there was a weaker spot, it would definitely be that character. I do like the concept of, of them trying to get their parents together. It's sweet. Um, I like the introduction of Dawn. Uh, it was a nice kind of uh, we're going to throw things off here a little bit and introduce someone else. And, you know, being someone who wasn't as familiar, I kind of forgot at first that we were throwing in another girl. And then I look at the poster. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. So uh, it, it was a nice night. She's not my favorite character, but it was definitely a nice introduction. And uh, again, just a, a talented young actress. Yeah, very appealing. I I enjoyed her and uh and her sort of energy that she brings into the group yeah. is fun. And also Christy kind of bouncing off of her and being like, I don't like this new person. Why am I not in control is, is good to see. You also see Christy in, I forget in which one of these episodes, but she uh, is, she's babysitting for her new step, soon to be stepdad. And we all, we get to meet Karen Brewer who, if you're a fan of the books, you know, there's a whole line of the Babysitter's Club Little Sister and books. And I could totally see them doing a spinoff with Karen Brewer because she is so cute uh, in this. Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she's she's super superstitious and has a wake for her dolls when when we first meet her which i loved it's so (laughs) sophia reed gansert she was adorable so yeah i was a big fan of karen (laughs) yeah i want to see more of karen and i loved the little setup we got at the end of the season to kind of bring that in a bit more i'm interested to see where they go but man every time i'm like this girl she needs her she needs an episode give her an episode and i would have been the happy heaviest person ever but she is such a cute how did they get so lucky with this cast she's fantastic yeah yeah Yeah, she really was was really funny uh so then we have dawn in the impossible three and this is dawn is uh, assigned to watch this incredibly uh stressful situation with this single mom uh who's trying to be an actress and and uh and really not appropriate behavior from this woman with just leaving her children with this young woman without the proper instruction and knowledge and at one point the the uh, the, the child is just taken away uh and not she doesn't know where he's gone they're looking for him it turns out that it was the, the dad that yeah. picked him up without telling anybody the uh, so the whole thing is just a mess and uh and so we also have in this episode marianne starts to get her room redecorated and so that becomes a couple episode plot of her stress uh her having anxiety about this this redecoration because it was designed by her mom and who's passed away and so the changes from being a little girl's room to being you know a woman's room a teenager's room uh is really is really hard for her hard for her dad and uh yeah so what do you think of this episode that's a it's a really good way to show someone holding on you know and that her room is her way of holding on to her mother and i love that and and i have that you know i have something that my grandmother left me and if if i were to ever you know lose it that something happened to it i would be devastated and that's i think everyone who has suffered loss mm-hmm in their life or, or something of that nature has this, and that is her room. So when they redecorate it, you know, 
it's hard for her to show appreciation, even though you can tell she is appreciative, but she just doesn't know how to display it because at that age, it's hard to tell someone, hey, I, I, why'd you do this? You know, <laughs> it was yeah. sweet, but why'd you do this? Um, so I really like that. Uh, another episode that is not uh, maybe the most entertaining of all of the episodes are kind of building up to one that I absolutely love, but uh, there is a lot here, um, a lot of depth to this yeah. episode that is nice to peel back for sure. Yeah. And I, when, when Dawn's mom tells off the, the, the single lady, so it was great. such a good moment. I forget yes. her exact words when she was like, lady, my daughter's not raising your children is basically what she said. And I was like, yeah. And when it was especially great because here you've got one single mom talking to another single mom mm-hmm. and saying, get with it, deal with it. You know, you're, I am, my daughter's not going to, do this anymore and uh, it was it was a great moment yeah, and Don's mom she's doing it she's doing it right and yeah. she's just she sees this chaotic situation what a, what a horrible thing to one put your kids through but then to put someone else's kid through right oh, that, that was a crazy crazy sequence and I loved that conversation that was yeah. just like mom power let's go it was awesome yeah, it was it was really good. And uh so yeah, then we have Claudia and Mean Janine. This is another highlight, I think, of the season, this episode. We talked about it on your show that Janine is a little much. She's along with Marianne's dad. They're probably my two least favorite characters. But I do have to give I can't remember Marianne's dad in the book, but um this whole plot was right from the books. There's even literally there's the book is called Claudia and me and Janine. And, uh, so, and, and I guess that Janine was actually based on Ann M. Martin's actual sister, (laughs) which is very flattering, but, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) but Janine is a lot. She, she is a bit of a caricature. She's a little much, uh, as far as being this sort of almost robot human, uh that uh that is not very sympathetic to claudia of course we are seeing this from claudia's perspective and so that's probably part of it but still uh it it's it, it's interesting how this episode still works so well despite that not loving that that aspect of it uh but mimi her uh grandma ends up having a stroke and uh the the change not only obviously that's sad for claudia but but having her one sort of advocate that she felt like the person who understood her the most all of a sudden changed and different is really hard for her and i thought that it was a really really lovely uh episode beautiful beautiful episode this is my favorite episode of the season uh loved every this and, and i would say stacy's episode the two yeah. fantastic emotional rides but yeah with you know and we you know both went through this recently losing grandmothers and this is just mm-hmm. it hits so close to home and seeing claudia kind of deal with this internally and shutting out those around her and what happens between her and her sister uh everything about this episode and you made this comparison before so I'm going to steal it from you and not give you credit. Just kidding. Uh, the farewell. This yeah. very much reminded me of the farewell condensed into uh, one episode uh, yeah. with a younger kid as opposed to someone. Uh, the perfect comparison and just a, a beautiful, a beautiful episode. One of my favorites. 
Yeah, and I I thought the whole sort of realizing that her Mimi was is changed and this is going to be something different and her sort of envy at Janine yes. that Janine can speak Spanish and speak um, Japanese. Uh, her envy that Janine can speak Japanese is is just uh, really definitely rang true for me. I mean, when my my grandma, uh, we were so close, and uh, ten years ago, she had a um, a heart her heart attack, heart incident that changed her. It changed her because she had to go on different medications and different stuff, and it just it just changed her. She was never the same quite the same after that. And we still loved her, of course. Uh, but it was just, it was like, okay, this person is different and I'm going to grieve a little bit for the loss of that person. Also worry about the future and what's going to happen and all that. It totally definitely rang true for me, uh, what Claudia was experiencing. And I, even that envy of, uh, of your siblings, uh, somebody with five, I have uh, five siblings and you see that connection I, and you can kind of envy, I wish I was, I wish I had that connection. I wish I was that close. What's going on? So yeah, it was excellent. This episode is excellent. I highly recommend it. Uh, okay. Then we have Boy Crazy Stacy. This is also directly from one of the books. This is one I remember, Boy Crazy Stacy. Boy Crazy Stacy. And Stacy and Marianne go on babysitting trip to the coast and uh, Stacy uh, gets a crush on a handsome lifeguard and she ends up kind of abandoning poor Marianne has to do all the babysitting, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, Marianne's kind of resentful of the fact like we were, we were going to go bikini shopping. We were going to go do all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and Stacy uh, has spent all this time with this lifeguard and uh, so, yeah, wh- what did you think about this one? Well, you know, I, I'm thinking the more I think of Marianne, the more I'm like, well, maybe I am more like Marianne because I have been Marianne in this situation before uh, going on a trip with my friend a long time ago when we were younger. He's like, hey, man, we're going to we're going to hang out. We're going to have a great time. And then we get there and it's just girls, girls, girls. And I'm sitting there. <laughs> with my sandcastle and my loneliness and it's just tragic. <laughs> so I felt Marianne's pain. Yeah, yeah. A cute little episode. And we've yeah. kind of dealt with all of these super emotional thing. What's left. Oh yeah. That's relationships and boys. Let's start dealing yeah. with a bit. We had a bit at the beginning of the season, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode. It was cute. Uh, we got away kind of from our situation, split the girls up, which was cool. And uh, it was a fun time for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. And there's other boys there that are closer in their age. Yeah. And Stacy ends up getting her first kiss, which is exciting. Yeah, that was yeah. cute. That was very cute. And, <laughs> uh, and then Christy babysits Karen. And this is one of the most hilarious scenes of the whole show <laughs> when Karen is like, that's my, that's my dad's secret blue door. That's where oh. he tells all his secrets. And so, so Christy goes in the door and then she ends up getting locked in there. And then oh. Karen starts to, uh, starts to wash her dad's car with the, with the Brillo pad, with the, you know, with the steel <laughs> wool. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I kind of wish they had shown her 
dad's the stepdad's reaction when he yes. saw that because that would have been funny but you see them have the talk about it after <laughs> and uh, so yeah that was a sweet relationship between to see the relationship between the stepdad and uh and christy go from being very bitter very yes. upset very contentious to he finally kind of wins wins her over especially when he buys her the the dress uh the um the blue dress and so but yeah karen i know i just thought that was so funny i just like that's my dad's secret blue door (laughs) and he's that's the thing though is this all rang so true because he is trying i mean he is trying to build a relationship with christy he is not a cliche because the cliche thing do would be oh it's the it's the mean stepdad the mean step the bad man of business yeah Yeah. and and this guy's like listen i I want us to be good here and i'm I'm really trying and christy she's just so stubborn uh but she finally gets herself in one of those situations and it's hilarious but it's also like oh man now if this doesn't make him upset Nothing will, but you know what? Sai just breathes it in and he says, We're gonna get past this. And that is a tough because I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I have the patience for something like that. I would be pretty upset. So I give this guy kudos, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, I guess maybe he's used to dealing with Karen, so he gets it. But but yeah, it was it was a good moment. You could almost feel like he was like, yes, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, this is the thing that I'll finally, finally win, uh, win her over. But oh, um, yeah. And so then next we have Christy's big day. And this is the big wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, what do you think of Alicia Silverstone? We haven't talked about her yet as Christy's mother. Yeah, I mean, kind of like the 90s, one of the faces of the 90s. So it's really cool to bring yeah. her back and have her serve this role. And she's been, you know, kind of playing a mom role lately. She's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. And this cemented that for me. If there's any hesitation to say that she's great, this is the episode when they have that conversation at the end. Uh, you can just see that chemistry. Uh, you can see how well she's portraying this character, how much she has grown as a person. Uh, and their life has changed now. So it, it's a great way to do that. And I, I yeah. loved that moment at the end. It really um, topped the episode off nicely. Yeah. This is, I think, an example of the good writing in this show because uh, th- this show isn't, af- isn't afraid to have flawed characters. For sure. Uh, because yes. in this, you have Alicia Silverstone's character getting upset with her daughter unfairly. Mm-hmm. And, and yelling at her because she got the blue dress and, and was wasting money on the yellow dress. And obviously it's your wedding day. You're stressed out. You say things you shouldn't have said. Uh, and, and I just think that that, that takes guts to have flawed characters that yes. grow. And especially a parental figure who's willing to say to their kid, I'm sorry, I screwed up. That's that's authentic. That's real. That's something you can relate with. And uh, I I was thinking about the other day that <laughs> that especially watching most shows, especially most coming of age shows from the '80s uh, or movies, 
Mm-hmm. The parents are just the worst. <laughs> Even something like E.T., the mom, she's kind of the worst. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just so, how could she be so clueless to what is happening yeah. in her house? Like, what? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they are like walking on eggshells around her. They can't say certain words. And I mean, it's not, it's not the kid's job to do that. And, and, uh, and, and so I, I think this is on a different level of uh, a, a character with i don't know a certain degree of sort of nuance and i i really appreciate that and uh and when she kind of it comes when she does come out of the car and she finds out that the big reveal is christy's had her period that day which is is really a a a very authentic moment and uh, i loved that it was so good well you're not going to find a lot of kids shows Die, and I say kid show, not meaning pure kid show, but you know what I mean—a a yeah. show kind of intended for that audience. Dealing with that, a girl getting her period for the first time, which is important in a young girl's right. life, and that's something that that I, I think needs to be in more shows like this. I really do, and and I love the way they hit on it. I love how she has her friends there to support her, which was awesome. And then her mom getting out of the car—it was just a beautiful moment. And you said it best. It's parental figures and characters that, you know, on the outside may seem, oh, they they know exactly what they're doing, but really, and this will be the case for me when I'm a parent at some point, I will have no clue what I'm doing. I am going to grow. making it up every day. (laughs) Seriously, I have a dog and I don't know what I'm doing and he's old and does nothing. So I, I know I'm going to grow with my kid. And I love when shows can kind of display growth on that level not just growth for kids so this, this show did it beautifully and that was kind of the completion of that arc and they yeah. put their what small differences they had together they put that aside and came together and that embrace was just awesome so i loved her arc and, yeah, and alicia was, silverstone did a wonderful job it was so it was so good yeah it's, it was it's true i think that every human being has a moment when you're like oh my parents were just like me. They were just making it up every day. They were just they no idea what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's going to be me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then the last two episodes are uh, the Hello Camp Moosehead part one and part two. And uh, in these, they're, they're off to camp, Camp Moosehead. Uh, they originally think they're going to all be together, but they end up mm-hmm. splitting them all up, which was probably a mistake on the part of the camp. But uh, but the uh, then you have uh, Karen getting lost, which was a cute arc. Yes, uh, and and uh, and the the head of the camp, uh, basically Christy and Don are kind of like, you didn't even know that she'd gotten lost. <laughs> like, what kind of leadership is this? And and I, I, I know it's maybe a little over the top, but the whole barricade and lame as a rob, like going on in front of the, because with Dawn, that made me laugh. And, uh, and, and they're, they're protesting because all of the different art activities are an additional expense, yeah. very expensive. So people can't participate. And so Dawn builds a barricade and it, it was really funny i thought i mean it was great yeah it was funny and, and it's yeah. played in a way and you you would think like oh no they're di-. but when they were writing this show they had no clue how relevant it would be with the protesting oh, yeah. and whatnot and it's so right. funny that that is the case and yeah. and you can see the other side too it's like sure we don't have enough money to supply but you get the kids perspective 
everyone needs to be included here. And so you understand that. And it is so funny seeing these young kids, you know, just try their little hearts out. And I loved these two episodes in that way. Now, I will say maybe they're not as um, – it may not be the ending I would have selected personally, uh, having the girls go. I would have liked to have showcased the actual Babysitter's Club maybe a bit more. Yeah, I um, can see that. In these last two episodes, if that makes sense. But I saw really no major flaws in these last two episodes and the fallout between some of the girls and uh, the addition of the new girl that comes in. Yeah, uh, Jesse and Mallory. Yes. Yeah, so so, so uh, a lot of a lot of nice introductions, a lot of nice moments and uh, a solid finale for an overall solid show with some really cute moments. Yeah. I think that the camp director is a little much uh, for again for the grounded tone of the show. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it might have been nice to have one more if we could have had 11 episodes mm-hmm. and to end with a real babysitter's club kind of uh, episode, but but yeah, I really liked uh, the um, the revolution and Marianne is putting on her play, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then Karen was so uh, that was really cute. Uh, so and Claudia is doing the underground art classes for yeah. <laughs> the kids. Yeah, and, uh, so yeah, there we go. That and we also see that Christy is just so uncomfortable when she can't lead you know she's being asked to not be in a leadership role and that's just not her energy that's not who she is as a person and so then they finally learn at the end the camp counselor's like okay you guys are our leaders we're making you leaders (laughs) because we have no choice this will not stop unless we make you leaders (laughs) which is yeah yeah and i mean and it's it's silly too that that you have the you'd have this problem with the camp supplies because uh like for instance the tie-dye shirts things why does it have to be that shirt why can't they just tie-dye whatever they have why yes. does it and why does they have to buy the 50 dollar premium cotton mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree that that yeah. is ridiculous that that's that's one of those things i look at and i say you know realistically i think we could have made it work you know, I, I think we could have included everyone, but I think for the show, they're like, this needs to be more of an issue. But you're right. Why does it have to be this big, expensive uh, festive? Like, I, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that is the season. Uh, and I I am a little bit worried with with everything going on. They've got to get filming fast mm-hmm. for season two. Cause these kids are growing and they're going fast. You got to get in there. Yes. <laughs> um, so hopefully, cause if they can't film until 2021, that's going to be a long, di- a lot of different kids. And uh, these girls, they're at that age too. They're going to start hitting the growth spurts and they're going to look a lot older next time. They're going to be the babysitter's mm-hmm. agency age. So it's like, Oh guys, we need to, and I know they can't help it, but I want them to film tomorrow if they can no. like i'm thinking not only would i if i'd say film film season film season three like film yeah. just <laughs> because these kids are gonna, <laughs> gonna be growing up you gotta film back do back to back uh because everybody loved this show it's a great show uh and uh so i don't want it to go away because 
COVID can't take it away from me. Oh, I know. If they take <laughs> if they take away a possibility of doing a, a season two right after, I am just it's not yeah. gonna be good, Rachel. I'll be very <laughs> upset. It's not me gonna too. be good. <laughs> me too. So yeah, so that's our thoughts. Let us know if you have seen the babysitters club series what you thought did you like it as much as we did what were your favorite uh favorite episodes favorite characters uh we'd love to hear if you're listening hear your thoughts and uh and yeah i mean they they totally tease season two obviously we're going to get it with more mallory and jesse and uh, so yeah that. Uh, will be awesome. But thank you so much, Austin, for coming on and talking about Babysitter's Club with with me. And hopefully we can have you back on as we get more fun stuff on Netflix. And uh, so how can people find your channel, where you're at, and all that fun stuff? Oh, no, thank you, Rachel. Uh, thank you for coming on recently, too. If you guys want to check out our other uh, podcast, you can go to Film the Strippers on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube as well. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, as for me, Austin Burke, talking all things Netflix, streaming at the Birkinator on Twitter and Instagram. And yes, whenever you want me on, I would love to come back on because I always love our discussions and uh, talking. But I told you this, I-, I want a bad show. You need to bring me on for a bad show because okay. we've had a really good streak now. I need, I need to get some uh, negativity out there. Yeah, well. Let's let's join again for Kissing Booth too. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that to me, Rachel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one's going to qualify. Oh uh, no! no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be in touch. Make sure you guys are following uh, Austin's channel. It's really great, uh, especially if you like uh, the streaming coverage. He does it all. It's really great. So. Yeah, and uh, make sure you're following the podcast on Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really, really appreciate that so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate that as well. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and on iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And uh, and we have our merch store, which has some really fun stuff. And we have our patron group. And we're going to be doing our patron movie watch with Christmas Club on the 17th uh, with writer Julie Sherman Wolf is going to be there. And so that's going to be really fun. You have to get it on your DVR uh, on the 12th coming up. So make sure that you set your DVRs so and then become a patron so that you can join the patron movie watch and it's going to be really fun. So thank you so much, Austin. Really appreciate it. And we will talk soon. (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye.